0: Uh, $68.66 to Brian in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Alright, I'm going to burn through these real quick because there's nothing super exciting. Yeah. Uh, Ramon Estevez from uh, Newport, Richie, Florida. It's 69 98 for a tube holder for both Megas and a 200-gallon box of Instant Ocean. Bravo, dude. Cool. Yeah, that one you actually paid for. Going back <laughs> to his account. There you go. Go buy another box of salt. Uh, and then uh, Josh Stam from Lynchburg. Uh, <laughs> Oh, mm. right, there he is. Hey, everybody, look
1: at Terence. That's oh, there's YouTube. Nope, ah, YouTube. there we go.
0: Terence, proof we had him. Yes, there he's there. Can anybody hear him? Probably I
1: not.
0: I can. All right, well, all right. So Terence, thanks for coming. We're gonna let you go. We'll catch you a preview next week. Uh, we'll try something
1: new. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna fix this and then get you on. But hey. You're a good sport, thanks for Thanks coming. for being a good sport. You're out of my ear. Thank you very much. <laughs> all right. All right, thanks, Terrence. OK, bye.
0: I mean, that was a great way to start an hour. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we were going to talk Terrence, uh, Apex stuff all day. I guess, take, uh, I don't know, we'll just take questions. We'll just but, take
1: random questions. But well, we got to wait for, I think, uh, Skype might have bogged the computer down or something. Uh, pulling where we're using the heck out of the computer is what it's saying. So, mm. we might be in cutting in and out of live. We might not be. Uh, but if you are here, just start filling our little inbox with questions and we'll pull them here in a second. Um, but we I mean, what we can talk about is, I've got a box for a Trident here. Meaning, I have a, tr- we have a Trident. It's like Terrence, oh, no, sent, it. Terrence sent it to me uh, as an impartial party outside of BRS. And yes, it took me two or three days to open it. Uh, but it's finally set up on the BRS-160, which is pretty cool, so...
0: i, I seen it in the graph.
1: I, I, I will, I'll pull this up here. Um, <laughs> I don't care if I share screenshots uh, of it, but it's pretty cool, and, I mean, not that you can really compare, like, I don't think you can compare directly, uh, one of these type of testing machines to like my hand alkalinity checker because mm-hmm. they're calibrated differently i mean different alkalinity checker versus different so i can't say oh this isn't anywhere near my close to my alkalinity checker so I, the trident's wrong I, who, who knows but awesome now it's obviously not going to autofocus but that's the trident uh, stuff there uh so it tells you it's pretty cool i mean i test test per day so for our purposes, but if we had a trend on every single one of these things, it would uh, probably take a full-time job uh,
0: away Boom. from us. I know. I wouldn't even <laughs> need you anymore. You're done. I don't test anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. So one of the things I, I think about it is a lot of stuff that we've tried is specific to alkalinity. Is it's the one that drops the fastest because yeah. there's the least amount of in the, the water, and so. When we're doing tests like raising up the pH or lowering the pH, or uh, we are adding higher alkalinity, or we're changing, uh, uh, changing the lighting schedule or whatnot, if we up the level of lighting and all of a sudden the alkalinity drops, it means the corals are consuming the alkalinity faster. It means we did something right. 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 If we up the light and or change the spectrum and the alkalinity dro- or starts to rise. It means the corals are consuming it slower. I mean, probably we did something negative to the biology of the coral, right? And so uh, yeah. it's going to give real-time, you know, feedback as to what you're doing right or wrong. At with uh, all of the Neptune people after we
1: got our things, and like they, so they've had a couple. They had a couple tanks that were running this, and you can obviously, you can absolutely see where there's um, some daytime higher alkalinity consumption, nighttime mm-hmm. less so. Uh, And then you can use that to adjust accordingly. Maybe you start dosing more during the day. Maybe you start dosing back a little less at night. Maybe instead of just doing alkalinity at night and calcium during the day, we can optimize it even more so that they're getting it when they need it the most.
0: So you would presume that uh, all of the alkalinity is being consumed during the daytime when the lights are on, right? That's when photosynthesis is happening and uh, all the energy is being created for the coral to perform its metabolic functions. And you just presume presume that that is uh what's happening but you don't know you know for sure right <laughs> so like historically i've always had my alkalinity dose like just straight over a 24 hour period of time but sort of get that kind of feedback and well hey now maybe i only want to dose during like not even the, maybe the tail ends of each end but like uh right in the middle yeah. four hours or maybe it kind of pr- continues to happen after the lights go out for a couple of hours mm. as there's excess energy in there but If you can start to find that stuff out, you can start to fine-tune your system and really, I guess, geek out on it, you know? I mean, for me, I've always heard and then have done, uh,
1: dose alkalinity soda ash, specifically, at night. Mm -hmm. Because there's the the inherent pH boost and there's a pH loss at night, and then there's an inherent pH boost with alkalinity. Well, maybe I'm not dosing my alkalinity, like, optimized for corals. Uh, So what if we start to change that and flip-flop it? Still have to... uh, I still have to account for the,
0: the pH drop, but. That's a really good point, man. You may be doing that opposite of the way that you should, yeah. you know, wow. and maybe the pH doesn't even matter as much at night when the coral's not attempting to calcify. True. You yeah. know, uh,
1: from our testing, we we're starting to see that higher pH does look and see and feel, and I almost could say that, yes, it will increase growth.
0: Yeah. So one of the things you can test for sure though, is like, does it matter if it goes up and down as long as it's up during the important time? Cool. You know, who knows? Wow. You know, that, that's actually that's a uh, lot of data. Well, that would be a really cool thing to do, man, and we could absolutely control it that way, uh, using the scrubber and the CO2. So, uh, you know, if we could find that out, well, hey, you know the natural swings that you're having, a uh, 7.8 at night and 8.3 during the day, maybe that's just fine. Maybe you don't need a 3.3 all day long. Uh, but we won't know that until we start really getting, I think the best pulse of the metabolic health and energy of the coral and how it's performing, is definitely to get a real-time pulse of alkalinity, especially in a the higher-demand tank with the higher uptakes is where you'll see it the most for sure because it's dropping the fastest, you know. So we'll learn the most from those tanks, but you can apply it to you know your tank at home that maybe not as full of corals. Yeah. Well, this so, one does all three: calcium, alkalinity, and magnesium. So. You know, my feedback was, I don't really need to know magnesium on like a four times a day basis, uh, but kind of like the way they built it is it needs to do it that way, I believe. So, uh, you know, but at the same time, one of the things he shared like calcium and like, what if uh, your kid decides to like, you know, elbow some calcium into the tank? Yeah. Well, I I might not know any other way and uh, bam. Same same thing with uh, like you and I both and probably all of us.
1: toggling switches, playing around with dosing things, you know, you just change, say you just change out your calcium and alkalinity lines and jugs, you, you, you turn them on manually to prime the lines again oh, before you, you go, and then you walk away and you dose alkalinity all night long, or in other case, it. yeah, uh, there's a TV <laughs> episode about it, that he did it, proof. Proof,
0: uh, proof. But yeah,
1: maybe you do the same with calcium, the only thing with calcium uh, or with alkalinity is we came back the next day, we saw this big cloud in the in the tank. Calcium, maybe not, maybe you don't see the same type of thing, but the levels are just skyrocketing. So You know,
0: another good one actually is uh, back when I used to man the phones, you know, you all kinds of questions where you just, like, gotta be a pretty good detective to figure out, like, what may have gone wrong here. And yeah. Sometimes you get the, like, hey, I'm adding, like, more calcium than you could ever think of and the calcium levels won't go up and, like, first things, like, oh, man, maybe it's precipitation. Maybe it's uh, you're dosing the wrong amount, you're yeah, yeah. not paying, paying attention to the calculator or whatever. And like, Check your magnesium. Well, yeah. So eventually you get to the end <laughs> of it and you're like, wow, man, I've gone through all the things. What could it be? Well, it turns out calcium chloride and magnesium chloride look exactly the same. It's clear. It, yeah. And so, oh, I grabbed the wrong jug. Uh. And so they've been just dosing tons and tons and tons and tons of magnesium trying to get the calcium up or vice versa. Uh, so this would kind of catch that in a more real-time than yeah. uh, uh, if you're doing it once a day, yeah, I guess. For sure. but, I mean, uh, open and honest, I'd still do it once a day, I think, but, you know, yeah. more information, more better, right? There you go. So, uh, oh, Alcolini, though, I'm excited about. So for uh,
1: if you guys are joining us, like, the title of the video and all this, we had Terrence on. He was here earlier. Um, for a minute. Couldn't hear him. Like, you guys wouldn't be able to hear him. We were going to be able to hear him. So, it's hard to relay his answers when he's not actually answering. So, uh, we didn't want to waste his time. So, we sent him off. We're going to do it again. And uh, hopefully, next week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the meantime, we, should, I mean, we can of my still special, talk about.
0: Special Neptune sweatshirt that I got, you know, makes <laughs> we, me look pretty fat, like Minnesota fat. So. Well, we need it because it was snowing here the other day. It so. was. It's still snow out there. Ah, that's yeah, crazy. But yeah, right. what's the question up there, man?
1: Uh, so all praise to Neptune Systems. Talk soon. Thank you, Rachel Reefs. Sweet.
0: Uh, when is the pre-order date? He's talking about the Trident. Uh, I don't know. I don't know when the pre-order date is. They won't tell us that kind of stuff. But no. Like uh, I, I it, think they're getting pretty close. It's getting really close. So, I'm the sec- They sent the one they sent to me is like the second run of people
1: of uh, product testing for like beta use
0: yeah so i tell or, them all the time don't send so us a super beta like i don't want to see it in that state i want to see it when it's ready yeah uh, that's why i didn't even get one yet uh, so <laughs> i it to him first and then send it to me and uh, uh i i think i'm getting close to getting one myself you know so i want to see it when you guys are going to see it so uh, i don't get my opinion skewed about it uh so i don't know if i were guessing man i'd say like you know, within the next few months, man, a couple, I don't know, maybe even shorter, I don't know. Uh, But, like, if you asked me, like, a while back, I would have said, I don't know, who knows, you know, but I feel like it's getting close. Uh, I'm starting to see the real thing, we're running one here, it's working good, Terrence has been running one at his house forever, Mm. so, I don't know, man, I think we're right on the edge. I mean, to me, this is going to be a game changer, you know, so. I know there's people out there that like right off the bat they're gonna use it to automate their calcium reactor, man. So the thing is going to be capable of running your calcium reactor and adjusting it for you. Yeah. That's a little crazy to me to like I'll let somebody else be the trailblazer right off the bat. (laughs) Right. Like uh, once they've like proved to me that that's reliable and they've honed it down, I'm in, man. Awesome. Same thing with the two part. Yeah. I know.
1: I know somebody's trailblazing that already, and he was here to talk about it, but now he's not. Uh, yeah, Terence and I, I, I brought that up to, to him uh, when we were having our little meeting and stuff. I was like, it'll be great one day when Neptune has a continuous duty dosing pump, mm. and this thing can tell me uh, it can just increase or decrease the flow, and yep. then if, it, if I need to, increase or decrease the pH. So he's playing with it right now uh, on his tank, I think, with the different pH set points, uh, oh, and changing his calcium rate. reactor. Uh, but you can get even more fine-tuning if it was able to in- increase or decrease the flow amount. Hmm. but uh, and the two- part adjustment is I saw, I saw some of that on the back end and it seems a little confusing, but I think we're uh, they're working on the bugs or working it out to make it the this interface super easy. Sometimes yeah.
0: the stuff is written for the engineers and ah. then the hobbyist needs to say, hey speak, speak English, man. (laughs) Uh, And then I think Terrence is the biggest advocate for the uh, English speakers in the room, so uh, uh, hopefully we'll definitely do that. What he was telling me today though was actually if your calcium reactor starts to fall behind, rather than uh, like adjust your calcium reactor, it's also capable of supplementing with two parts. So maybe you want your your calcium reactor just to run the same, it will just instantly do that which also said, like say you're on vacation yeah. and uh, all of a sudden you run out of CO2 and you didn't know. Could you imagine, uh, so we talk redundancy in like everything that we do, uh, mm-hmm.
1: like auto top-offs and uh, flow and battery backups and stuff. Calcium reactor and two-part capable of each
0: taking over the tank if one fails? Boom. That's crazy. Oh, I think you go one versus the other, or one versus the other, but as a one as a backup. Yeah. So calcium reactor fails, man. Uh, Something gets clogged, whatever. Boom. You just got two jugs of calcium nucleate sitting in there, and triggers it. Boom. On. That's crazy. Uh, Replaces uh, the need for that. I. I mean, even if I had to do that manually, uh, but that's awesome. I mean, you're talking like days of
1: testing manually just to figure out what your dose is. Because you you can't monitor or you're monitoring. You never would, know
0: your calcium alkalinity was dropping uh, like while you're you know sitting on the beach yeah. uh, until this thing this thing tells you. And then I could go ahead and just like click on my uh, dose or dosing pump or whatever manually no. even if I wasn't gonna do it automated. Yeah. But automated even better. So that's you know, crazy. Awesome. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, uh, Neptune
1: should make a controller that works with everything the Reapers in the market. They're they're pretty close. I mean they
0: interface with a lot of different stuff. So I'd say that you know i mean there's some overlapping you know things here so like all of these vendors would like to be the one mecca that like rules them all yeah right you know so like the problem is is overlapping needs i agree that neptune has definitely produced itself as the kind of center of the controller universe, mm-hmm. you know, for controllers, I mean, it's got to be 20 to 1 versus the, you know, next player, and yeah. uh, they have the most stuff that's like been integrated for it for sure. And uh, if you're smart, you should make sure it works with it, mm-hmm. uh, especially because there's so many people like the working, you know, user base of the Apex is so large. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. like uh, everything should work with it, but you can't twist everybody's arm. You know some of them want to create their own little ecosphere, yeah. uh, and uh, don't want it to work with other people's stuff. Well, what I do mean, you do? Not, not everything's
1: controllable by Alexa either. it's uh, no, true't yeah.
0: uh, I don't know, uh, you know I would definitely, if it was me, uh, like I, I know when the Kessel came out, they're like,, eh, maybe whatever, you know, like why not? I mean, all the stuff's there. They have like uh, the uh, piece of software or whatever that they, they, they just give out to everybody and they can do it. So I, I, I don't I don't have any idea why you wouldn't do that. Unless I, yeah, unless I had no plans of making a controller out. I mean, even if you have plans, man, like respect the people that have already invested out there uh, and like the, the fact that they're not gonna rip off the controller off of their tank for years. So, like, but they do want to buy your lights or whatnot. Uh, That makes sense. You know, that uh, that doesn't make any sense to me. So, uh, yeah, I agree with uh, Angel here. So uh, they should absolutely do that. Uh, Next one.
1: (laughs) Uh, Can the new AI Prime Fuge light work with the Apex? I can't get it to work. So uh, so there is the IOTA, the Internet of Things, uh, that you can connect. I did a video on how to connect your Hydra's, uh, your Hydra 26s and your Hydra 52s to the Neptune Apex uh, using that Internet of Things Aquarium uh, control, and I'm pretty sure, I'm trying to think, like, I don't think the the Primes or uh, the Fuge is one that can be controlled either. No. I'd be
0: surprised if Taren wasn't watching right now. And he's probably uh, mashing uh, his head on the keyboard. Hope, well, yeah, hopefully he's telling you whether or not it works. I've never tried to use the Fuge light. In fact, I haven't used the uh, AI Fuge light. I, I do like that one though, we we're, were thinking about doing a little its, powwow on it actually. Yeah, because
1: I took all these measurements, so there's like six presets, I didn't get into the control of it through the app, just because there's six presets that probably anybody could use, like I don't know why we would go in there and, and mess with it any further, uh, but out of the six presets I put like wattage draw for each preset, and I think the at like 12 or 12 inches or so, I forget my height measurement, but I got my paper. Uh, On the max setting, I think I was pushing, getting par readings of like 1,100, somewhere around there. So at at 12 inches maybe, eight inches, 10, 10, 12 inches. Uh, But I got all this data that I took on it. We just gotta sit down and decide if we're gonna do something like this,
0: or if we write just an SBR's TV episode about it. Yeah, we're gonna look at it different ways. I do like the fact that you can adjust it though. A, it mounts super thin, right? And Mm. so you can put it like underneath your stand and whatnot and have it come down, have it come down super far. And it's adjustable, like which is I've been bugging Kessel at the H uh, the 380 H yeah, 380 yeah the 380 man like you can't adjust that thing so it's a super super awesome like uh, light for all kinds of different purposes but not if your sump water is here and you can mount it and it drops to here and yeah. it's you know three inches away from the Cato and uh, just burning a laser beam it. hole through it yeah. it doesn't work anymore so uh, and then the jump down to the 80 is Pretty big, and the, even the 160 is still that big canister. Mm-hmm. So even though you can adjust it, I just think it's a huge, huge miss to not get the uh, H380 into the X format. You know where you can adjust it. Hopefully, with it's your phone super thin, and yeah. low profile. Huge, huge miss. Uh, kudos though to AI. Uh, they're gonna probably reap all the benefit on that one for yeah. sure. yeah So awesome. What's the next one? Uh, let's see. For the AWC auto water change system, should the
1: dose be installed at the sump location or the location of the stored salt water? Either both. Either one. Mm-hmm. Right, we do actually do it both. Like uh, for the BRS uh, 750XXL, I've got the, the dose mounted in the cabinet with that, and then it uh, sucks water and up and over into the warehouse and then into the drain. And then it pulls from this big 300 gallon reservoir, pulls that up and over and down into the tank. For the ULM tanks, uh, because it's in Ryan's office, and uh, if you wanted to do like a manual water change where those things are just running as fast as they can, so inherently there's going to be noise the doses are in the warehouse where noise doesn't matter and quietly in your office
0: you do need to run like an apex cable all the way there though for that one yeah
1: so the aquabus cables uh you can go several like several hundred like a hundred feet or somewhere around there Uh, like that's what i used i used the aquabus cables and just daisy chained extensions together i think they come in like 15 30 feet and stuff like that maybe even 50 foot uh, Daisy chained a couple of them together, ran them to the ceiling following the uh, lines and uh, hooked it into the dose and then powered the dose with its 24 volt uh, in the warehouse. On the opposite end we just used the one link because the, the dose is right there next to the apex head unit and then just ran the dosing lines
0: so i'd say in general if you can i put the dosing pump at the water station because noise doesn't matter there at all mm-hmm. especially if you're real uh, assist, uh worry about noise a lot yeah but the other thing you can do if you do worry about noise and it's at the tank is you can just set it up to do the water change when you're not at home yeah you know or in the middle of the night or whatever right so you know it doesn't if you're going to set up to do like a three gallon water change every day you can have it do it you know during the hours of uh eight and then 9 in the morning till 11 or whatever wouldn't, wouldn't bother anybody yeah so I would do either one really probably doesn't matter a whole lot other than you got to put the Apex uh, uh, Aquabus cable all the way there with it if you do it at the location yeah all right
1: see? Uh, let's see what test are you guys doing behind in the tanks in the background there's ah. two different ones oh no this one is different there's this one back here too behind Yeah, behind. Yeah, I
0: think you probably see these mostly uh, these, uh, these, ones. these guys right here uh, are uh, a flow test so Uh, We got two MP-10s on the side of the E-170s here from from Red Sea, and uh, ORA was kind enough to uh, provide us all these coral samples. There are six different corals and four different uh, uh, implementations or samples of them. And uh, we got both of these pumps on uh, reef crest at 100%. You can't really see it, but uh, next to us over here we have two mp10s uh on both sides so uh with the two mp10s again reef crest fighting each other in different ways uh we're gonna find out if you add more flow do you get more results yeah you know and if you don't stop buying so many pumps (laughs) uh if you do know what you're getting out of your pumps so uh i want to know i mean we all talk about more flow more better you know probably better english than that but you know like uh really i want to know the actual answer to these questions rather than, I mean, we've seen scientific data. We have, you know, uh, Dana Riddle has done all kinds of uh, uh, data on on the effects of light, motion, and flow, and uh, foods, I think, too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the guys over at WWC will swear by, you know, results from uh, their added efforts towards flow. So I would, uh, I would anticipate to see differences. I, I know the Josh from WWC was here last week, yep. and he said that he thinks that the super high flow ones will actually produce denser skeleton, right? And oh, So yeah. you won't maybe see it as a growth, but you'll see it as a, Thickness like a little thicker, and and, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll be more sturdy, huh. right? They won't break as easy. Oh, anyway. yeah. So. Uh, I guess we'll see. Uh, we'll definitely catch either one of those in weight. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to catch it visually as well. Uh, and so that's what we're doing behind us. Uh, thanks for asking, uh, Carlo. Yeah, thanks to ORA too. Uh, yeah, yeah, big thanks to ORA. ORA came through, man, and I think they gave us like a hundred corals here, so... Uh, yeah, a these bunch are of, perfect bunch of digitatas in here uh, and some granulosa, and monicaps
1: uh, and pretty easy stick growers. So. Yeah.
0: so yeah, they were able to provide uh, Four samples of six different types of corals. Uh, oh, cool! Ah, cool. That. Uh, four samples of six different types of corals for four different tanks. So that's a ton of coral, man, and uh, a, you know, really healthy examples of uh, some different species, mm-hmm. and a really good option for us to to do these experiments with. So big thanks to Ora. I'll we'll probably do a whole episode on this in the not too distant future. Yeah. Uh, i just trying to close out the hybrid series here. Uh, and then we'll probably move on to this kind of stuff uh, or real soon, and this room's coming together if you look around. So, awesome. Cool. Uh, what's the
1: next one? James. James wants to know, is there an Apex Cheat Sheet on writing code? Uh, yeah, there actually is. It's a 180-page comprehensive manual. Cheat sheet. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so, I don't know if it's a cheat sheet, but the comprehensive manual is pretty, uh, pretty thorough. And all of, the, like, all of the programming basics from, it, uh, it was originally with the, uh, the classic Apex, the, the beginner, where you did have to do a lot of your own programming for this type of stuff. Um, Now it's just as simple as like I don't know why anybody would program these because there's a tasks function for almost anything you want to do and the tasks functions are like, you know, four steps, three steps, seven steps, but you just click, 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 click. I program a heater. Uh, Same thing with skimmer and stuff like that. Uh, So uh, as far as writing the code, there's the forums and there's geeks like me uh, who have read the comprehensive manual front to back uh, before I even bought an Apex and learned how to code it uh... then there's like geeks on the Neptune community forum actually the Neptune community forum is
0: just awesome Like full I would say that's my cheat sheet. That's my cheat like, sheet for I, sure. How do I do X? Somebody answers right away. Yeah, yeah. I, I just like copy and paste the code and out. And that's
1: all you have to do. Yeah, I mean everybody on there uh, for the most part is uh, instantly quick with this uh, writing code and then there's ways to optimize it too. Like you, You'll post in there like does this code work and then somebody will say, No, nah, write it like this instead. Copy paste and put it in your own thing so uh, those two resources for sure. Uh, otherwise, use the task function. I think it's too easy.
0: Mm. Uh, dude, uh, absolutely. Task yeah. function or use it. Uh, just go to the outlet and select the stuff you're looking for. Yeah. If you're writing code at this point, it's because you got some pretty, you know, nerdy things to do. Complex things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, I mean, I say nerdy because it's it's fun that way. Yeah. Uh, you go after all the craziest, hardest stuff to do. Like oh, yeah. I mean, when you want to use the uh, I/O box and stuff. Yeah, like the that. breakout, the breakout box for sure. Uh, I would, I write all my codes for. We have to. I, yeah, virtual outlets the and uh, this status of this, you know, yeah, breakout box. Little stuff. switch. Does I open the door, and all of a sudden the lights this, goes off. It you know calls my grandma, says happy birthday. People do that. You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> People yeah. run their Christmas lights and stuff off it too. Yeah, you know, you're right actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, all that kinds of stuff. All right, right
1: on. What's cool. the next one? Uh, what lights are you guys running on these tanks? I'm um, assuming the ones behind us. Uh, XR-15s. For these Flow ones, it's two XR-15s per with a diffuser on them. Mm-hmm. And then instead of the uh, instead of the single arm mount, we used a, a double arm mount type system. Uh, that And all of this thanks to Ecotech. I mean, we are talking about thanks to ORA. Might as well thanks to Ecotech, because we got the MP10s, we got the XR-15s, we got the, the tank mount kit, plus the single bar across the top. All uh, donated to us so we can run these tests and mm-hmm. figure out if we can grow corals better.
0: Yeah, and so uh, a couple of them down there on different tests just running an, uh, an XR30, which uh, is adequate for uh, the solution, and obviously two XR15s about the same. Let's just space it uh, just a little bit better when you uh, separate them out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, you know, if you didn't run the diffuser, it's possible that one would be adequate for a tank this size, but. Uh, the the diffuser to me blends all the spectrum uh, beyond the like for testing. You know, I don't really care about visual aspects like yeah. uh, you know. We want to make sure or whatever.
1: that each one of these has the same opportunity and variables that we can just plug out like lighting.
0: Yeah, so I don't want to know like some coral in there is getting like a laser beam of red or something you know, and like you then interpret that in your results. Put the diffuser on there, and it blends all the spectrum together pretty well. Uh, you know, certainly better than any LED out there that doesn't use the diffuser or doesn't put them all under a single lens, yeah. uh, like compact lens. So uh, I don't know; these work out super good, and uh, I, I this is I would never change them uh, off of for this application. They work perfect, so super awesome. Cool. All right. Victor, can an Apex
1: system replace my need to do consist or constant micro water changes on a 29 gallon bio cube? Yeah, it's called auto water change and there's two different settings uh for the dose so I can auto water change continuously uh and then I can manual water change they call it auto water change for the continuous one and you can go um, as low as this thing this this thing can go you know tenths of a milliliter it can dose so if you want to change one-tenth of a milliliter in a day you probably could set it to do that probably not going to do very much but uh, you can set it for a gallon over 24 period or 24 hour period or something like that so you change a gallon a day that's not a big deal Uh, or you can manual water change is what they call it but really that's just like set it to a feed mode and you want it to change upwards of 30 gallons in a single 24 hour period you set that set that one time and push the button and go and it's only going to do it once and it's going to do it one day uh, I think most of our systems though, like the 160 and the ULM tanks and the BRS750XXL are all on the continuous uh, three gallons or so a day.
0: I'd say the continuous is for me the way to go because it just uh, allows me to not think about it. You know, water changes uh, are like the ultimate stabilizer for a tank, like like it won't eliminate any chance of any issue. but like almost all of the chemistry related issues that could happen to a tank if you're doing you know like a 10 to 15 percent weekly equivalent of water changes every single week mm. a vast majority of the major chemistry issues that you would run into over time not even a thing anymore so uh you know I, for me that's the reason that i've run them automatic all the time one of the reasons though that they put that in there was because the uh a Triton system doesn't call for of water changes. It calls for uh, water change when you need it. Yeah, right? And so I'll get my little report and it'll say, hey, man, you're awesome. Dude, uh, nobody's ever reefed a tank better than you reef it. And, like, put the thing down. <laughs> uh, or uh, it will say, hey, this thing needs three water changes uh, for the next three weeks, do 10%. And so at that point, I'm like, all right, sweet. I walk up, I hit my little button and it does a 10% water change today. day. Next Sunday, I go up, I hit the little button, does a 10% water change that day. And the week after I hit it again, boom, I get my report back. It says you're a super awesome reefer again and you go about your life. So like uh, for that, I wanna do a, a water change, a little button, man, uh, uh, I don't know, man. I'll even forget that. Yeah, well, and that's true too, but like uh, I just, for me, uh, we spent a lot of time over the last couple of years talking about, you know, our water changes necessary, and I feel like we found out that they aren't. You know, you don't have to do them. Uh, will that be the highest percentage path to success? My feeling is no, it won't. Uh, it it means that some people will absolutely find that path, but if I put a hundred people down the path of no water changes and a hundred people down the automated water change. I know which one's gonna win, like for sure. So the question for me is, rather than spend money on like test kits and stuff to tell me that I can avoid the water change, why not just make the water change easier? You know? Yeah. Uh, and hopefully somewhere down the road, man, we'll see like a, you know an apex like super duper light or something like that, and we'll be able to you know plug our you know dose right into it and make it even more affordable for uh, everybody to do water, water, right, change. water changes. Yeah. I mean, I, I imagine that you'll start to see, you know, I mean, it's such a popular concept and uh, product that you'll probably start to see competitors come in the market with different things that, and maybe in the next couple years or so, but like right now, I mean, every, almost every tank you can see them I mean, here, they're running right now uh, doing an automatic water change and all these because there's so many tanks in this room i'd have full-time jobs i'd be paying uh, just, a, you know, just a
1: water change guy yeah, just a testing person there'd be
0: a fifty thousand dollar bill a year man just on water changes instead you know we bought a couple thousand dollars worth of pumps I mean, you know terrence probably helped me out on them actually yeah uh but like now water change is the thing of past there's a big old bin over here i don't know it's like 300 gallons you know and uh, just fill it up when it needs to be and done so it solves all kinds of problems in our lives cool. next
1: uh, using are you using RO lines for the dose or the lines included? Hey, that's a great question. And actually, I think on every single one of these, we've changed them over to the quarter-inch uh, polyethylene uh, RO lines. Uh, even the ones on uh, in the other offices, I've ran. I ran. I mean, one one we've got this you know spools of this stuff. Uh, so you I mean. You own uh, for the average reefer and the average home and the average dosing situation that's using the dose. The Neptune does have the clear tubing that they include, but for our purposes, where we're doing like hundred foot plus runs, I, I've got polyethylene tubing and a roll of it, and I'll just go grab that. Uh, but that also said, like personally, I've uh, I've always just swapped them out, even on my BRS dosers or other dosers that I've used, even the more continuous duty doser. Uh, uh I have that one to where it connects into a push connect fitting for just quarter inch polyethylene tubing mm-hmm. and i don 't know I feel like for me uh, as long as I can tighten those uh, those retaining nuts down and compression nuts down, I feel like I get a better seal and i don 't run into like chances of air pockets and stuff. I know that there's a a problem uh and i wouldn't say it's a, a problem just because it would be the type of dosing line use but definitely an issue with some uh, people who say i can't stop my uh, drawing air into my dosing lines and a lot of times i feel that it comes down to tightening that compression not down enough to where it's not going to draw air in through that connection uh, sometimes it's the bulkhead tank adapters that go inside, uh, into a lid um, you might see some here uh, on the ato box uh, but really, making those solid connections is probably going to keep help that. I would say
0: also using those bulkheads for what they're designed for. You know, so they're yeah. designed for that kind of RO tubing to go into them. They're not designed for RO soft tubing. Sometimes or not, or soft tubing. Sometimes mm. it work, Sometimes it don't. Yeah. Like when we started putting those acrylic rods in the bottom, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't, right? right? And it doesn't get a perfect seal, and so a lot of times you're making like a do-it-yourself, uh, uh, like a container. Yeah. You know, a dosing container, and you dose out of it. If you use the acrylic rod in the bottom, that's where like a, ear, a leak can happen. Sometimes it goes in there. Yeah, and get air. So I use the the RO tubing as much as I can too, because it is rigid. You can see when it kinks, but. Yeah, you can can use probably a lot of different types of tubing on that. Uh, Definitely don't want to use anything that like will collapse on itself really easy though. Yeah. All right, next Mm one.
1: Uh, Let's see, Mark wants to know how can you tell how long your dose heads have ran? Uh, That's a good question, and it's in the graphs. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the the dose has an output. Uh, each dosing head has an output for how much it has dosed up to. I guess up to that point in the day. Plus, there's historical graphs that you can go look at too. You can go pull up the charts uh, in the, the actual charts section of the Neptune Fusion, uh, and then you can pull up. You can just pull up like dosing head right or dosing head left or dosing waste and dosing uh, clean. Whatever you named them, you can pull them up and you can see. Like you can start to adjust the the scale on. How many did it do in the, in this day? How much did it do in this hour? And so forth. Um, it automatically will parse it out for you when you set up the auto water change system. So, like, if you only want to auto water change for seven hours a day, those seven hours that you're at work, uh, there's it'll tell you, say, hey, change this much in seven hours a day, and you can go back and you look at how that automatically splits that up. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, next one. Is there a task that will allow me to set up a BRS... Dosing pump.
0: Nope. No. Uh, it's pretty simple though. They do uh, 1.1 milliliters a minute. How many minutes uh, you want? How it? many minutes you want? Yeah. Ten to 11 milliliters. Uh, 100 minutes would be uh, 111 milliliters. And nah.
1: yeah. yeah, and I mean, it doses so slow that you could run it for those time period frames, like
0: mm-hmm. uh, not 24 hours, uh, but like two-hour blocks. Yeah, other than the dose, which also doses super, super slow. I mean, the uh, BRS doser I think is like one of the only ones that you know, drip, drip, yeah. drip. And we're trying to tr- change chemistry like that is the way to go. Uh, little spurts of chemistry. Uh, Spurs, sure. spurs of chemistry, spurs of alkalinity were not bad news. You know, like uh, not mean like a catastrophically bad news, but yeah. uh, if I'm trying to raise the entire tank's alkalinity by uh, one dkh, and I spray it into a, like a little spot, uh, the alkalinity is probably a thousand times that in that little pool right around it, and it will take a while to dissipate. So even if you're dripping like into a little, you know, low flow location, even a drip. Right around the drip, it's gonna be thousands of times. So uh, you really want to uh, make sure it's in a high flow area of the tank, but also, you know, super slow. But in the case of using a task, no, just uh, put in a a timer or, you know, just tell it to be on for a, yeah, just a timer to be on a certain amount of minutes a day. You can break it up if you want, I don't know, not a whole lot of that bit. Cool. All right, Uh,
1: let's see. Can you use the ABS board that you sell on bare bottom tank that is already filled or would that be a bad idea for detritus buildup?
0: Already think, filled.
1: So like, say that we had this, these tanks over here uh, which have rockscape and everything in them and some of them may not be Glu- glued together, some may be stacked,
0: how do you put ABS board in there after the fact? Uh, if, even if it didn't have any rock in it, man, uh, we silicone them to the bottom so that the edges and stuff don't like peel up over time and like mm-hmm. sand and crud doesn't get wedged underneath there and it starts to get super ugly. Yeah. So uh, you could, but you're also gonna get like stuff stuck underneath, who knows what's gonna live under there and yeah. die. Uh, so you could, I wouldn't do it. And I'll just say in general, if the tank's really up and going, uh, don't, don't mess with a tank like that, man. You're more likely to cause, like, uh, catastrophic events uh, than not.
1: Well, and you don't have to have ABS board. I ran, big, the only time I've ever seen ABS board in a bare-bottom tank was here. But I've ran bare-bottom tanks before with just the glass down there, which eventually gets covered in the core line like an ABS board. So, I mean, if you're already bare-bottom uh, and your tank is full and you don't want to move everything, then...
0: I'd say the benefits of the ABS is... Uh, I'm less worried about something falling and breaking the glass, you know, or you know if I had to chisel some coral off or whatever that I'm not like impacting the glass in the same Mm -hmm. way. Uh, I would say that it covers in in coraline much faster than the glass does, in my opinion. Uh, And in general, until it's covered in coraline, just looks better. uh, The black does than a reflective surface. So. True. uh, yeah, I don't know, but I wouldn't go through the process in, unless I was starting a new one personally. And you could, but it's probably unwise. All right,
1: cool. um, got about ten minutes or so. Hi, important reefing question: How do I get the cool hoodies? I mean, your hoodie or mine? I don't know yeah, if you right? can get that hoodie. Yeah, this is like limited edition. I think I don't know. Neptune sent them to uh, our, all of our CS guys. I got one. Scooped one up. It's mm. really thick. It's perfect for the Minnesota midwinter area. I don't like burning up right now. It's <laughs> <was> like, like <laughs> yeah, it's warm. Uh, these ones we have on the site uh, under BRS swag. It's uh, I'd this is a 30. nice one
0: man I mean, if you're a big Neptune fan, they should sell these on their site or, or we should sell them for them I don't know I wear it out in the country taking care of horses and all this other stuff
1: mm-hmm. and uh, nobody knows what Neptune system is, so I don't feel like I can feel like a fish nerd without everybody telling thinking I'm a fish nerd because nobody knows but it's super yeah, thick it's kind uh, of
0: technology looking maybe it looks like you're a real nerd yeah I know all
1: right, right on. All right. <laughs>
0: What's the next one?
1: Uh, I dose alkalinity with the dose to
0: the main. Oh, by display. the way, that one's for sale on our website. Yeah, this one's on our website. I think you can often get like a deal too, something like spend a fortune, get a free sweatshirt. Uh, it yeah. pops up every now and then. Something
1: like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> spend a fortune. Hey, same, uh, same, same. Uh, Marco here has a uh, different question. Uh, main, dis- he doses alkalinity to the main display. There's not enough flow or space in the sump. Any downside to dosing it? just at night, so
0: I don't get the white cloud every few minutes. So we don't know, uh, there might be some upside to dosing during the day. I don't think there's any downside. And so, also when we talk about this stuff, we often nerd out on like, start to get into like the theoretical benefits right. and stuff. The actual benefit of like, uh, will your tank actually notice it? Will you actually see it in definable results? Probably not. <laughs> uh, when you would maybe see it would be, like, I have a tank that eats, like, two DKH a day, yeah. right? Like So, if I didn't dose it throughout the day, it would drop two points throughout the day because I'm such a monster uh, uh, reef keeper there, like, corals are just coming out of Like The water-to-coral uh, ratio is probably, like, one-to-one. Uh, one, you know? <laughs> uh, that you may, you may notice. Uh, but in a normal scenario, I, I don't think that you'd probably see a difference and worth noting. And if it visually, it's better for you to do it at night, do it at night. Mm-hmm. I would say that if you dose directly into a uh, power head, though, instead of just kind of letting it drip somewhere, uh, then it will dissipate probably in a minute. And so, not uh, as big of a deal. Yeah, I mean, for.
1: for uh... But for aesthetic purposes, if you don't like seeing the cloud uh, when it's dosing or you don't like showing off
0: your tank and all of a sudden this white cloud decides to go by, just dose it at night. Yeah, there no you go. No big deal. Uh, it's also, it also goes on for quite a while if you're using a slow doser. Yeah. Alright, what's the data for the Apex? I can't read that. Yeah, where's the data for the Apex
1: stored? Mm, huh. It's a cloud-based. Cloud uh, no, it's stored here.
0: Interface is there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wonder how much historical, historical data it stores. I bet you it does. I don't. I don't know the answer to this question, but I bet you it does. For your account, store some of the like heartbeat type data, mm-hmm. like the what your pH was at any given moment, oh, and yeah. it creates those charts for you. <laughs> but as far as all the operations that it's performing, it's all happening uh, here in the brain, and you're Which is using why you
1: the can download the file of it if you have to like if you have to wipe your apex for some oh, yep. reason, or if you. are Want to share your entire Apex setup with somebody else? Mm-hmm. You can actually download it from the Fusion dashboard and then send it to somebody else.
0: That's the important part, man. Because uh, if you lost like the internet connection, like would it work? And the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. You know, would you be able to access it from your phone at no. that Pacific time? Uh, no, you wouldn't. But uh, you can. It will operate your tank normally. You? Right. That makes sense. Uh, all right, we got just a couple more minutes left here. Uh, a couple more questions. Adam wants to know, if
1: BRS or Drew's Doser, what is your recommended for two-part dosing through the Apex between those two?
0: You know, we get more and more questions about Drew's Dosers lately. I thought that thing had, like, died. (laughs) Uh, And not because it's not good. Just because, like, uh, I mean, it is a very much less common option. Is it Drew's Doser, though?
1: Like, Reef Chili is yours. Is the Drew's Doser Drew's?
0: Well, it was like one of the third products or something we brought in here, like top ten anyway.
1: Yeah.
0: And like, hey man, Drew, we should name this one after you, uh, you yeah. know? And... Uh, so when you're,
1: buying, when you're buying a Drew's doser, you're buying a piece of BRS history.
0: I mean, technically speaking, like, <laughs> I did come up with the idea. He had nothing to do with any of it, <laughs> and... So no royalties. No, nothing, there. I don't know. And he didn't even actually want me to call it that. I did it anyway. So I don't know, yeah. Uh, but uh, between the two, uh, my preference would be the BRS doser, uh, just because it is a little bit more robust, has a bracket. And the other one's obviously a like project box. The only advantage, I'd say, to the Drew's doser is it has four wheels in it. I mean, Theoretically, uh, that means that it will pinch it off better or, you know, at more points if, uh, you know, one of the wheels or whatever stopped working and mm. so it couldn't siphon. That, you know, question really stems back from, I think, you know, the Aquamedic one. Mm. I don't know if that still exists anymore, but the Aquamedic one, like, uh, had a lot of siphon issues. So, oh. like, it had two wheels and you know, they the little pin in the middle would wobble back and forth and, like when it stopped in a certain place, it, it would allow us siphon, siphon back yeah. through. So, you know, that's why you buy a pump from a pump company, you know, like, so this is like an industrial pump company that makes the BRS doser. And so it pins it in the center with a little disc so the little wheel can wobble and like siphon. I don't, I don't know if I've ever even heard it be an issue. No, but I don't, don't think so. So, almost, yeah. almost bulletproof. I don't know so theoretically four wheels would be better in practicality I, I think the BRS doser will last longer and I think it's even cheaper yeah, uh, yeah. so BRS doser 50 in 60 my bucks opinion. yeah uh, there's replacement parts and stuff and whatever is easier to obtain uh, we handle the warranty on them yeah. yeah yeah I don't yeah that one for sure we'll both uh, yeah all right uh, yeah, cool. all right well I think we're running out of questions here I mean, we, th- this was supposed to be epic Terrence, uh, Terrence talk this was time. This is going to be our first, uh, you know, entrance into, uh, like, picture-in-picture. In picture. Bringing in yeah. guests, talking yeah. to
1: them, you know. But it didn't work. Yeah, so. well, I'm,
0: if you want to send hate mail in, it's uh, Dave uh, at <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Uh, you know, Dave here did his best. I don't know. And his head is hanging in shame. Uh, not enough, though. Uh, next week, though, are you going to come back? Make up for it. We're gonna try it again. Hopefully. It again. Oh well. So but next week uh, we'll have uh, hopefully Terrence back, or I mean, be two weeks of uh, Apex talk, Bill. Yeah, but Terrence has got a hundred different. I have to wear to the add sweatshirt this. again? No. I mean, it's hot in here. <laughs> All right. know. Oh, maybe we'll get him back next week. Uh, hopefully we can uh, figure it out. 'Cause I'd love to bring in some experts into the whole talk, oh, yeah. and uh, you know, experts on whatever it is we're talking about that day, and uh, take a different picture at the whole. Uh, our angle, rather, at the conversation today. Cool. All right. Well, uh, we've got scripts to look at, and
1: uh, we know. might as well send you off on your way. But uh, there was, like, six winners today. So, again, uh, Preferred Reefer Monday, or Monday, we give away orders, and right now, shopping carts, but we're looking at changing that to wish list, so stay tuned for that. If you prefer wish list? let us know so
0: Something that we can go like pester the parties list. involved.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and then we'll give some stuff away again Monday. Uh, tomorrow, I think I'm talking about a Neptune,
0: or Wednesday. I think I'm talking about a salinity probe and yeah. how to get the best out of that. And then Friday. Friday, I got the collapsed uh, version of the WWC hybrid method, right? So, take all of those nineteen episodes before, and let's collapse them <laughs> into, like, one thing. Forget all the diatribe and debate, whatever. Like, just do do, do this, this, do this, do this. Yeah, do this, man, be successful, look back, send WWC a Christmas card. Straight. All right. All right. See you next week. All right, guys.